Hey, BJ, awesome episode, dude. Uh, I really love listening to people's stories about their games, so keep that up. Awesome stuff. And yeah, um, WebDM, man. I used to watch their show all the time back in the day. Uh, back in the day, it was only a few years ago, but I just, I don't know. I just sort of fell out of it. Uh, but those guys were awesome. They seemed super nice and really funny. So and that idea with the goblins and the bugbears and the ogres, that's genius. I, I absolutely love it. And when you were talking about it, I was like, holy crap, BJ, that's an awesome idea. But yeah, it was those guys. So anyway, thanks for sharing that with me, though. Anyway, peace out. Hey, BJ, Jason, really enjoyed your session recap. Sounds like a lot of fun. As far as the idea of the creatures growing up, yeah. So John and Hannah over at Red Dice Diaries mentioned that idea as well. I don't know if they watched Jim Davis's thing or they came up with it independently. But, yeah, it is an interesting idea, the progression of creatures. I I think it was John and Hannah that mentioned it. Um, I, I know I've heard it before. As far as the sleep spell yeah it's tricky right because you don't want to like you say you don't want to punish them for using good tactics so you don't want to punish them for having that sleep spell so you can't nerf it too much you, you know there are times you know you want your magic users still be able to put swabs people to swabs enemies to sleep because it's cool and it makes them feel you know feel powerful so maybe you so i'm sure you'll figure it out but You know, maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's mixing opponents, right? So you have, you, you know, mixed opponent, a mixed group of opponents where some are susceptible to sleep and one or two aren't, or I don't know. Like I say, you'll figure it out. But yeah, definitely, you don't want to nerf nerf that because you don't want to punish them for system mastery. So anyhow, talk to you later. So those are some calls from Joe from the Hindsightless Podcast and Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, kind of in reverse order of the, the subjects of the sleep spell, I'm just going to have to get adjust, just adjust to, to how that works in BX. Set aside some of my 3rd, 4th, and 5th edition as I've gotten used to the way the spell works and go back to, to planning for it. Um, I think is the... The uh, players get more into some actual dungeon crawls and encounters with um, multiple opponents. That you know, it'll it, it'll come into play, and then there'll be times where, well, I'm out of spells, or well, maybe I better save that spell because <laughs> it's early in the day, and we clearly have a lot more ahead of us. So uh, I'm sure it'll all come together um, as we all get used to this uh, this different rule set from what we've been used to playing with for for several years. Uh, and as to the goblins, that's going to be a little more of what I want to cover in today's podcast. So here we go. So I want to talk a little bit about goblins and trolls um, and how they fit together in the mythic world of Erd. Um, as I'd said in one of my earlier podcasts, uh, one of the first ones, I think, part of what I wanted to do was take some of the, the monsters, particularly from BX, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and create a new mythology, a new set of lore around them so that there's a little, kind of a fresh take on them. Uh, one, just because I think that's interesting for world building. And two, because a lot of my players are um, pretty seasoned players and I wanted to give them, uh, I wanted to kind of give them, make it new again so that they just, 
I know it, it try as you can as a, as a veteran D&D player not to metagame. You can't help but do it. You know, you, you kind of know what a goblin is and what a troll is, what an ogre is, what a hill giant is, what a dragon is, um, <clears throat> as they're typically defined in D&D. And so I wanted to try to give something a little fresh, um, a little new to, to, some, to a lot of these uh, monsters that, that are there. Um, and so I, I've talked a little bit about goblins and made a couple of allusions to trolls. Uh, so first things first, the, the way I'm going with, with this setting is trolls are not the, the troll you think of in Dungeons & Dragons. So you just got to put that out of your mind. Um, and what I'm going to do here is kind of fall back a little bit on the uh, the mythology and folklore that, that goblins and trolls come from and then throw in a little bit of, of, of you know literary sources. So so bear with me. But, you know, the, the troll, as we think of it in D&D, comes from Three Hearts and Three Lions by Pal Anderson. Um Maybe not completely, you know. I think I think it's, it's not a complete copy of it, but this uh, that was the the source, as far as I know, where G- Gary Gygax got this idea of this sort of thick-hided, regenerating, um, you know, large creature, scraggly creature that that we think of when we think of the D and D troll, uh, and that was sort of the challenge that the, the hero faced in that book, if I recall, was was understand that he could hit the troll, but the troll would kind of immediately start to heal its wounds. So put that aside and everything that's come since, um, although we will come back to another book by Pal Anderson in a little bit. Uh, but I wanted to take trolls somewhat back to their actual origins in um, mythology. And, 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 you know, I'm no expert on, I'm not a folklorist. I'm not, I'm not a <laughs> an expert in in, in um, mythology, like like a lot of you, I'm just a fan of it. Uh, but my understanding is that trolls come primarily from from Northern European mythology, Scandinavian mythology, Norse mythology, uh, and that it's not really clear with always with the difference between a troll and a Jotun and some of these other um, monsters giant-like monsters from, from Norse mythology. In fact, it's not even always clear they're supposed to be giants in the sense that they're bigger than other people. They're just sort of something akin to the to the gods, to the to the Iser and the Vanner, but they're a different family or a different lineage or a different race of, of these higher beings. Um, and so trolls somewhat seem to fall into that category, as I understand it. Um, and what and, and what's kind of you know you get the, the story they they kind of live off on the edges of the map away from people they have uh, knowledge of myster- mysterious lore and magic um, sometimes they're they're harmful sometimes they're helpful depending on the story that's being told uh, so uh, yeah they're not just this variant of evil giant living under a bridge <laughs> or evil, evil, ugly beast living under a bridge. I mean, the fact that they're ugly is, is referred to in mythology, but sometimes there'll be a reference to trolls and, and a family of trolls and the, the, the parent is ugly, but the child is, is, is beautiful. 
So again, that mirrors kind of the way that the Jotun or the giants of Norse mythology are sometimes sometimes they're ugly and fearsome and monstrous, and sometimes they they look like the other gods. Um, but that's kind of the idea I, I want to get back to with with trolls uh, that that they're not just a, just just a, just a, some kind of weird variant of an ogre. Um, so how does that work? Well. Um, the, the trolls are from originally the other world. They, they are a, a fey type of creature in the mythic world of Erd. But they've been cast out of the other world. So, so they live in the other world, the world of human beings, uh, because they were, we were, they were tossed out of, by, by the archfey out of the other world. So, so they're not exactly mortal creatures the way... Uh, elves are, but and they're not top of the heap archfey, but they're they're somewhere in between. They're, they're they were originally higher in the hierarchy, uh, but and it depends on you know why they were cast out depends on who you ask. Um, the goblins are also originally of the other world, so so goblins and trolls don't I don't I don't think they have a strong connection in, in our mythology of the real world. We're, Whereas trolls are these sort of giant-like creatures from from more Scandinavian mythology, and 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 we tend to think, talk of goblins. I think I think their source of, of, of goblin is just it's kind of an evil fairy. And I tend to associate it more with um, with English folklore, but uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm not a folklorist, but that, that's where I, I tend to think of a goblin as just kind of being an evil prankster or fairy. Um, and, and the trolls being more associated with Norse mythology. So, but I, again, I could be wrong. But I am linking them here. How so? Well, the goblins are also of the other world, and they were the lowest, lowest on the on the hierarchy of, of creatures of that realm. Uh, and so, what the goblins might might say if you got a goblin and, and could engage in a conversation is they were mistreated and they were they were made to do all the dirty work and the the other types of uh, fey creatures sort of use them as, as servants and, and uh, you know, just sort of lorded over them and, and mistreated them. Uh, and it was the trolls that elevated them and set them free. Uh, probably what elves will tell you is that, you know, the goblins were just another fake or, or fae-related creature, and they didn't have it that bad, and um, they just, goblins are inherently mischievous and deceitful, and so that's just a story they made up to justify their own nasty behavior. Um, and that the trolls wanted to rule over everything. That they, 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 they were opposed to the other sorts of fae lords and ladies and, and rulers of the other, other world, uh, and so, and they use the goblins as fodder to sort of build up an army and, and uh, rebel or, or disturb the peace. And so they all just got, you know, they lost, they got booted out of the other world, and now they're in the overworld among mortals. Uh, and, but what they all will agree on is, is it was this troll, ancient troll magic that was used to... Uh, affect the goblins in such a way that now they 
the goblins and grow into hobgoblins and then grow into bugbears and then into ogres. That that bit of magic was was placed upon the goblins by the trolls. Uh, and so whereas uh, your typical high-ranking fake heads of creatures will deal in charms and enchantments um, and that kind of magic, the, the trolls represent the opposite side of that of dealing in curses and um, hexes and much more what we would tend to think of as witchcraft black magic, things like that. Um, you might think of hags, as we particularly think of D&D, as maybe a type of troll. Um, oni, which I know originally come from Japanese folklore, but we sort of transformed them into uh, their own kind of creature in, in, in contemporary D&D, again, where they're sort of the, the creatures of nightmare and fear and things. They're the boogeyman. Um, that would be kind of where the, the trolls are in the the scheme of things. But there is a, a ruler of the trolls, a troll king, uh, who is the, the top of this <laughs> pyramid or the top of the, the food chain when it comes to goblins and trolls. Um, and the goblins still owe some sort of fealty, some sort of um, homage to, to the troll king. And the goblins never show up anywhere as, as i mentioned before there's always some kind of dark bargain some, some sort of uh something is exchanged hands and that always goes to the troll king the troll king is either he, he receives some gift or some payment or some favor he, he trades in that to sort of give you goblins um and hobgoblins and ogres and bugbears as, as the case may be uh for your purpose so he may deal with a you know he might deal with with, with a human monarch or arch wizard or, or he might deal with an evil cleric that serves chaos he might deal with another uh fae so there are dark fae maybe other evil other fae that aren't trolls uh, that might still want to use the goblins so they, they again it's these are all fairy creatures so they're dealing in bargains and pacts and um you know trying to trick each other into to giving up more than they want to give in exchange. That, that kind of typical fey behavior. Uh, and so that's where the goblins come from, as they were at some point transformed by, by the trolls. If you encounter a troll in the mythic world of Erd, you're not encountering the, the typical D&D troll. You're encountering this sort of higher, this sort of, sort of twisted fairy-like creature. Um that, again, deals in black magic and hexes and curses and, and, and uh, deals. But they can be helpful, much like the, the trolls um, of uh, actual folklore. That Sometimes they are help. They can provide you with useful information and may just let you go about your way, depending on what you want to trade with them, what you want to bargain with and what you have to offer, and how well you stick define the terms of the agreement um and so so that's where i you know there's those mythical roots uh when i, when I want to talk about literary roots and how i'm putting sort of the trolls and the <laughs> goblins back together is that I, I draw inspiration there from the broken sword which is another pal anderson um novel another really good one where there's this uh ongoing i think i've talked about this before but there's this ongoing war between the trolls and the elves 
uh, and they live in this sort of mirror world to the world of men and have to sometimes pass through it to get at each other. But they recruit other kinds of creatures to serve, you know, to fight for them. And goblins are basically the foot soldiers of, of, of the trolls. Uh, and they, you know, part of what happens with throughout the course of uh, the Broken Sword is you, you, you get a, a human uh, that is adopted by the king of the elves, the Earl King, and gets caught up in this mess. And there's much more that goes on. So it's a really good book, uh, but again, reflects a lot of, of um, ideas drawn from traditional folklore, European folklore and mythology. Uh, so there's kind of where I thought about, got an idea to link sort of goblins and trolls and, and that kind of arrangement that I've been talking about. Uh, the, other, the other thing I would I draw inspiration from is uh, more contemporary is the Dresden Files, where pretty much anything magic, most of the things magic relate back in some way or another to the Fae. Uh, and so he doesn't really refer to the Dark Fae or the Winter Court as trolls. They are just more high-ranking fairies. Um, but you get that that the that same idea that these creatures in legend and myth, dark fairies, trolls, ogres, things like that, are all part of the Winter Court. Uh, you know the wicked fae, and the more you know pleasing you know you know dryads and centaurs and uh, sprites and things like that are part of the uh, the summer court. You know the the light fae uh, or the good fairies. So, yeah, for, so Pal Anderson and, and the Dresden Files by Jim Butcher are kind of the literary inspirations for, for what I'm doing here. Um, so given that we're about to have some contact with goblins in, in, a, in a forest where they've run out all of their, uh, the humans who are in there, you know, the, the, the lumberjacks and the charcoal burners, the woodcutters and, and uh, people who are making a living off the forest – Goblins have come in and run everybody out. They've captured and kidnapped a number of people. To what end, nobody is really sure. So the, the party is about to, in our next session, go into the woods to investigate what's going on. And so I thought it would be a good time to cover a little more of the lore of goblins and trolls for the mythic world of Earth and both the, uh, the literary and the uh, folklore and, legend and, and mythology inspirations I've got. So... You know, if I've misstated anything or anybody has, you guys have any other ideas or comments about that, feel free to call, leave me a message. Uh, I always like hearing from, from other uh, folks out there who, who listen to the podcast. Uh, I do appreciate everybody who does listen. I know I've got an estimated audience of 23 by Anchor's Analytics. I don't know how accurate that is because I don't know how they get that information. But, you know, up to 23, that's that's more than I had a few weeks ago. Um so I hope if you're listening that you're enjoying uh, the content. Uh, um, again, I want to thank um, Joe and Jason for their calls this week. And I will be back in the near future with another podcast. And unusual, I have a final thought that I forgot to mention <laughs> before. Um, Joe Richter's Hindsightless podcast, he recently did an episode. Go, go check out some of his recent, well, check out all his episodes, but some of his recent ones. He had sort of given his players in, in, in the, one of his campaigns, he's running a book of fairy tales without thinking that the players were obviously going to say, well, 
what are the fairy tales in the book? <laughs> so he then had to create a fairy tale, and he's he's got an episode at Hindsightless where he reads the fairy tale that he created, and it's this sort of twisted, um, dark kind of tale, which is really cool. So it's, it's really cool to hear him read it. But also just to say that that's kind of the vibe I'm going for here with the goblins and trolls is these are creatures out of a dark fairy tale, not, not a, not a happy Disney fairy tale, but, but an actual, you know, some of the dark, um, spooky fairy tales, uh, as they, a lot, a lot of times the original versions of our, our popular fairy tales are kind of twisted and creepy. And that would be the vibe you get out of the, the trolls and the goblins in the mythic world of her. So check out Joe's stuff. And again, thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Arcane Alienist podcast. I'll be back again in the near future with another one. Take care.